Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, welcome everybody. Ears up podcast. We are back. And today we have a couple cool little items to talk over. One is uh, the history of, uh, I don't know, something. It's Eric is eating again, or Eric has high cholesterol. Some some <laughs> segment, I forget the name. Yeah, but, it's one of those. Yeah, and then uh, Bev is going to take us through uh, things that have changed, or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't really, I need to start paying attention more in the meetings. Um, but I know we're here, and we're here to talk. And we're here to talk about Disneyland and cool stuff. And that's really all I care about. And that's all you care, should care about, too. I bet the people listening actually care about what this show's about. Yeah, so. everyone's like, what are you talking? Yeah, just can you tell <laughs> no, me, really? please? Like, can can, you, can you stop being cool, unquote? <laughs> what <laughs> is this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole cliffhanger thing. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. What are you going to do? Uh, new, we have a lot of Disney news. No- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have a lot of Disney news to get over, too. So it's going to be a busy show. We have a lot of opinions. Basically, it's an opinion show. Eric has history... Bev has a little history, and then uh, we have give opinions on her history, and then uh, it's revisionist history, I guess. It's something. I don't know, something like that. No, Bev, what is your show about? Again, describe it to me, or uh, give it a title, because I don't think we really like settled <laughs> so, on a title yet. What I titled my, uh, my Word document was Disneyland Attractions That Have Been Replaced. Disneyland okay. Attractions That Have Been Replaced. All right. Yes. I love it. Yeah, so what we're going to do is... Talk about uh, a couple attractions I came up with. I, I have five. There's plenty more than five, but I stopped okay. at five. Okay. Fair. Give a brief, just a brief overview of them. We've kind of covered them all in history, so I don't need to go too deep into anything. Yeah. I'm going to give my opinion as to why I think this version or that iteration is better. And then you guys are going to do the same. Oh, I like this. Also, I would love for the chat to join in also because this is this is where we vibe this is our personalities let's talk let's talk it out because i could sit here and give you a list about this was this and then it became this (laughs) but literally anybody can google that so yeah you're (laughs) describing my other show (laughs) (laughs) yeah except we're gonna finish under the one and a half hour mark Oh, yeah, you say definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've said that a lot over the years. And, uh, you know, well, at least my segment will. Well, that's true. Um, all right. Where's my where's my notarinos? You can find us on social media. You guys, we are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are also now apparently uh, apparently I say like I'm not doing it on um, YouTube shorts. So I'm taking some of these. um you know, the, the, the video portion of the pod and repurposing it. And, you know, I feel like it's about time. 
I should have been doing this a long time ago, but I sort of get like lost in my head about how to do stuff. I think I should know inherently how to do a thing. And then when I have to read directions, I get um, I get weird and itchy and I just don't like to do it. So I stop Hmm. and sort of like leave myself in this weird position. (laughs) But finally, I was like, you know what? Look, we really should be doing this stuff. It's it takes a couple of hours to make one of those posts, which is, you know, not uh, (laughs) not very reflective of the of the of the product. But I'm getting better. Um, so we'll do that. And then I'm also putting them on TikTok. So now we have an ears up TikTok account, everybody. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, just to, you know, just to keep going. I posted, uh, so I, I did two shorts the other day, or, you know, in the past couple days. And then I posted one of them on TikTok. It's gotten 37 views. So raise well, your ranch water to one of those. Right? Well, see, I think that um, everybody on this show should have the login for the ears up. TikTok. Oh God! And then when you go to the park, you can do TikTok live and just walk through the park. Because I actually watch those. I will stop. You're and- one of those people who watches those. I watch them because I wish Agreed. I was there, and I'm like, yes. oh. So I I actually learned something about TikTok though. You can't go live unless you have a thousand subscribers. Oh, right. everyone, help us go live. I mean, you can go live. Well, I guess on- we could do that on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram or even YouTube for that matter. <laughs> or Nobody Facebook. cares on Instagram though. No, yeah, I, I just be like, right oh, past that God. crap. Yeah, I mean, all that. Anybody who's live all the time, there, there's a couple people who go live on Insta on uh, TikTok, and I'm not like the biggest TikTok guy, but you go in a hole. You fall, I guess if someone sends you a clip, you're like, oh, I'll watch it, and you go, oh, look, I'm here, and you just swipe up. Or I don't they even make, think you realize that you're doing it. It's just no, you don't. Next, well, next. they make it hard for you because you have to swipe like twice basically to close the app. So you swipe once, and you're already on another video. You're like, oh, well. Okay, I'm here. Let me spend five minutes, and then the sun comes up. But there's a couple <laughs> people who who go live, and it's these these people. I don't know where they're from, but they uh, they do like rock polishing. Oh yeah, have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I love it. And it's just this big tub, and these people are like, oh, you got an order? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And they're just like filling. They're reaching <laughs> in in this giant rock polisher, like pulling out fistfuls of these weird colorful rocks. Yeah, and packaging up. And like these people are insane. I love it. God, it's weirds me out a little bit that you and I have the same timeline. Yeah, we have. I have a very different algorithm. I get like the weird people who are like taking their nails and scraping oh, it. I oh. hate that. I hate and that. Whispering stuff. because they just want to whisper because it's so relaxing when I whisper it in the microphone. Yeah, the yeah. ASMR uh, yeah. nonsense. Yeah, no, I don't like, like that stuff either, man. I get videos of cheese. <laughs> people cutting <laughs> cheese open. And showing you the cheese. Are you serious? Really? I'm serious. I want to be part of Cheese Talk. Favorite is the curd nerd. They're great. Wow. The curd nerd. Oh, this is really going to ruin my algorithm, Uh, and I love it. That's outstanding. This is good. (laughs) The curd nerd. Yeah, the algorithm is very... I was listening to a podcast on it recently. Uh, This person basically, like, investigate, uh, you know, right-wing stuff, right? And uh, conspiracy theory stuff. And they did a whole episode on... One of them uh, just made a fresh TikTok and then went uh, the first video they searched for. They they logged in with a link or whatever was for like um, uh, sort of new age TikTok, right? Like spiritual healing or whatever. And they're like within five videos, the algorithm fed me, um, you know, like uh, star seed. You know, we come from aliens kind of spirituality and then it goes deeper and then the algorithm sort of then forms that into um, January 6th stuff. And like it's like all that stuff is sort of intertwined 
within the algorithm. Um, and it was basically just like how dangerous TikTok can be if you're not feeding it the right information. Like none of my, I don't really follow anybody on TikTok and I don't really like any videos. So the algorithm is just like, I don't know what this person wants. <laughs> just, just, let's give, uh, you know, send them cheese. Yeah. Housewives, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, body shaping uh, bathrobes. And then let's also give, you know, motorcycle fails. Like it's just, there's <laughs> nothing, right? I don't know if the liking and the the following does a whole lot though. Like it, it, it's it, whatever. It absolutely does yeah. because uh, mm. during the whole Johnny Depp trial, when I was following it with my friend, yeah, we were sending each other TikToks, and then we now still oh. months later, she'll send me a video, and I'm like, oh, I just saw that. We oh, get the same. We still get the same videos. Interesting, because like I like very specific topics on there like like people and like right now i'm really into books and then jump roping and i don't get a lot of those things but there's book talk and then there's i mean there are people who jump rope yeah it's just it's interesting i don't know yeah the algorithm's weird man it's weird stuff but anyway we're on it we're gonna try to populate your algorithm everybody yes i'm so looking you can at my tiktok right now of course you don't are. do it you're you're busy yeah <laughs> you're working what are you doing yeah i'll see you guys later yeah hey this remote work <laughs> thing isn't gonna work anymore Oh, Britney Spears. I also get a lot of Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, dude, I love her. I'm, I follow her on Instagram. She's a nutcase. She just, I think she's doing great. She's sort of like reclaiming her childhood in a way or like her early 20s. What are you going to do, man? She didn't have, she didn't have, according to her, she didn't have real cash. She couldn't take cash out of the ATM on her own until after her conservatorship ended. Yeah. She couldn't order a drink on her own. So she's like, Whoa, it's that whole and, and honestly, like considering that childhood and how she's brought up and, and all of the stuff she now has access to on her own. I think she's handling it pretty well. Huh. Yeah. You know, what she I mean? should maybe keep her clothes on. No. Now, why? Why on would the you? Internet. Why? The Internet's forever. Yeah. <laughs> so is Brittany. You'll be immortalized. <laughs> Speaking of things that are forever, Conti ears. You guys are going to the parks, hit a cruise up or whatever you're going to do. Conti ears dot they're the best way to handle your Disney vacation and if any vacation for that matter, but they are the Disney parks experts and they will help you plan your vacation. Actually, my friend called me the other day. He goes, Hey, we're going to go in um, October and, you know, ask me a bunch of questions. I go, just let me text you. Just go concierge.com. They will take care of all that for you. They will help you navigate everything. They'll help you make reservations. They will help you book your hotels. They will help you with your ticket purchases. They will, Plan Disney Genie Plus. They'll do all that kind of fun stuff for you guys. So he goes, oh, thanks, man. It's Brian. It's my Brian Cooper impression. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. I'll do that. So anyway, concierge.com. I'm referring people to them because I think they do a great job. And, uh, you know, check them out. If you're going to go to the parks, you might as well um, support our travel partners. They are fantastic. Yeah. Maybe you'll get Jimmy. If you're maybe. lucky. Yeah. And if you do, hang up and call back. <laughs> Try again. Yeah, try again. Keep trying again. (laughs) Eventually, you'll get Lindsay. (laughs) That's right. That's what I've always said. Yeah, that's who I had. She was great. (laughs) See, there you go, man. Jimmy will try to sell you some drains while you're at it, too. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of extra things that you don't need, I don't know. Discord is uh, is going pretty strong. We got a couple new people this week. I'm excited. Our Discord family is growing. If you want to join the Discord family, the link, the permanent link is in the show notes of all of the shows we do. So either this one or, or any previous or future ones. Anyway, yeah. check it out. Join up. 
and uh, come hang out. We just hang out. I send some memes over and, uh, you know, links to other stuff. And we just sit and have a, a good time. We're BSing. Yeah, basically make fun of Disney news. Yeah. Um, I'm also th- considering, and I haven't solidified anything because I have enough on my plate to add something else. But thinking about doing like a little Discord happy hour once in a while. Yeah. Like just an easy thing. where Because I think if I understand Discord correctly, like it's mostly chat room kind of thing. But then you can also get on like video and like do like a. Mm-hmm. A thing. And so yeah. I thought oh, yeah. we could do like a, a little happy hour sometime and literally an hour and just hang out and have a drink on a Friday yeah. and then go, got to go because I got a life. You can even do just straight audio, too. You know, it doesn't have to be just video. Hmm. So that's good, too. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know what we would do or talk about, but the Discord's fun. There's yeah. fun people in there. And I thought it might be kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's great. Always trying to do something new here to, to hang out with everybody. Yeah. Uh, you can support the show. Go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Covier to put up a couple new shirts or maybe they're new iterations of other shirts. Uh, I put up a uh, Churro Castle onesie. That's for our GH, for the, for the GHs. Nice. Uh, for their kid. And then um, someone requested a tall size t-shirt, but they got discontinued. But I had tall sized hoodies. So if you're okay. a tall character like me. Maybe that's something you want. I know it's summer and it's not ideal, but uh, hopefully those won't get discontinued from the from the okay. supplier. So those are up and a whole bevy of other T-shirts are up, too. I want to sort of hack the uh, the, the TSR Weenie Castle shirt and just yeah. take one of those hot dogs and just make it one hot dog across. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of the castle, just the one. <laughs> I think that would the be The one funny. cartoon hot dog, yeah. But I don't know if uh, Natalie would be into me, uh, you know, destroying their artwork well i mean it's natalie's artwork so right. you, you take it up you take it up with natalie yeah. yeah that's well that's what i mean like i don't know yeah so i would have to go hey natalie would you you know <laughs> can i just so i love what you did this but out can yeah. we get rid of all of it and just do a line <laughs> yeah just one thing actually just the tie end of the sausage it's all i really want and i've had i've had positive interactions at disneyland and at epcot with that shirt i'll have you know really with cast members in fact yes it, one cast member who was in training was being schooled by her supervisor or whatever. When when I walked in, she went, oh, the, the, this new cast member who was wearing her I'm earning my years badge and everything mm-hmm. said, oh, wow, that's so that's such a fun shirt. What does it mean? And and the supervisor <laughs> said, OK, so here's what a weenie means. And she went, oh, <laughs> oh, so she knew, though, that's good. Oh, here's, yeah, it was great. Here's what this might mean. Here's what this probably let's means. hope this is what this means. <laughs> right. All right. uh, yes, it. Yep, that's it. Cast member <laughs> in charge. Um, but of course, patreon.com slash ears up is the best way to support the show. You can sign up for as little as two bucks a month. But if you want to get something instead of just helping the show, which is a big thing in and of itself, of course, at the five dollar level, you get to join in the secret show every month. We hang out, have a couple drinks, do a lot of Disney news and um, try to make everybody laugh. That's basically the secret. <laughs> that's basically the secret show. So check that out. And then we also have uh, we actually have all of the back catalog of all the secret show stuff and a couple of the other shows that we've done, like cool people doing cool things and Pyramid Eye of the Ears. So you know you're never at a loss for content over here. You know what I'm trying to say? Love it. Yeah, me too, man. Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcomed the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner. Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. 
Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coaster Pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. All right, Eric, are you ready, my friend? I am ready, although I now have a suggestion for you for TikTok. Okay. It's, um, it's video of all of us looking um, impatient as we wait for the ad to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be good. I'll, uh, I'll send Sully an invoice for it. Yeah, it doubles as an ad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be yeah, great. Charge him. Yeah. Okay. Slide into this segment, Eric. Talk about vibes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. This is what it's like when Eric is eating again, or eating in the past in this instance, because in 1953, two brothers realized a dream of theirs. Dick and Mac McDonald, the sons of Scottish immigrants, opened the first McDonald's restaurant in San Bernardino, California. They implemented a new system with a reduced menu and and easy-to-cook meals that redefined dining and essentially invented fast food in the process. His name was Mac, like, honestly? Dick and Mac McDonald. So it was uh, Mac Richard McDonald, old McDonald. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Mac McDonald. Wow. Is great, the, great name. So the big Mac is named after Mac McDonald. But and surprisingly, he was the small one. <laughs> well, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the bald guy called Curly kind of thing. Right. I don't actually know that. I don't know. Oh, if okay. was small. <laughs> <laughs> it's Eric explaining jokes, everybody. Right. Yes. Yes. Because we Thank don't you. know his humor's too dry. Right. We would have to watch. Uh, they do have a movie about um, the founding of McDonald's uh, called "Is It the Founder," uh, where hmm. it, it focuses on the story of Ray Kroc, the guy who kind of took over McDonald's from the McDonald brothers. It's huh. a whole thing. Yeah, it's Michael it, Keaton. And uh, yeah, and, oh, it's uh, like Offerman. a drama. I was thinking it was yeah. a documentary. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's good. Sure. It's content. Yeah. I mean, at this Sam point, said it was good. Go. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Okay. Oh, I trust Sam's judgment. In movies. <laughs> yeah, you don't. shouldn't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> oh man, this movie was so good. What was it about Man-y. Sam? Food. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton. See, Michael Keaton. He's Batman. I thought Batman all the time. I Batman, Batman was eating fries. Yeah, I thought it was Sam Batman. Sam who thinks Velocipaster is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf <laughs> Cop. I know. That's what I, I was have just seen thinking. Velocipaster. Oh, my God. Well, then maybe you should take Sam's advice. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I didn't say it was great. (laughs) Anyway, uh, two years later, two different brothers opened a theme park. Sixteen years later, they opened another one, but nobody else really did anything for a long time in the world or in the theme park and McDonald's worlds until May 23rd, 1996. On this awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long distance of time. Taryn really loves dates. She just gets very excited about the calendar. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll I'll have to learn to pause after I say dates. (laughs) Yeah, please. 1996. On on that auspicious date, May 23rd, 1996, the two companies, McDonald's and Disney, issued a press release announcing a partnership that would begin in January of 1997 and would last for 10 years. As part of that press release, then-CEO Michael Eisner said, This is the most ambitious promotional effort ever developed between two of the world's best-known family-friendly brands. Of course he said that. What a sentence. It just, <laughs> it's very Eisner. Ambitious. And I then he followed ambition. it up 
with a with another great sentence the agreement we announced today is a true mick disney production oh Oh, boy that is so 90s yeah yeah the advertising powerhouse that was formed on that date provided sponsorship dollars for disney parks and licensing for upcoming hit disney films like treasure planet atlantis and home on the range Uh, all the bangers man That was the A, the S tier video, uh. <laughs> right? Yeah, that that thing, that period in between various ages, gold, silver, whatever. <laughs> right? Ages. Yeah, very transitional. <laughs> There's got to be something in between, right? Yeah, yeah iron. It's the Iron and Age. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> and what Disney got out of it was a requirement to sell McDonald's classic products inside Disney parks. So the end game of this partnership um, enraged exactly the type of people who would later have to decide if they didn't want to get Starbucks inside a theme park. <laughs> um, a, a fast food establishment inserted it itself into our beloved theme parks. And here's what we got. I'll start with Walt Disney World because they started over there before they hit Disneyland. We had at Hollywood Studios, Fairfrax, Fairfrax, Fairfax <laughs> fries selling McDonald's French fries and Coke products. At Epcot, we had the refreshment port selling fries, chicken McNuggets, and McFlurries. At the Magic Kingdom, there was Frontierland Fries, which was in a, a delightful little stagecoach sort of thing. There's a ridiculous Imagineering backstory that you can hear on uh, the Supreme Resort episode about Frontierland. I won't. Uh, I won't recite the entire thing here, but it's 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 pretty gold. Um, and there's also the Village Fry in Fantasyland. Village Fry. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Great naming, Um, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now, here's where the naming gets really great. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. We weren't done. I didn't know. No, we're not. There's more at at, uh, Walt Disney World. There's the Animal Kingdom, which contained an entire land sponsored by McDonald's, Dino Land USA. Wow. They sponsored everything. Say that. Say that again. They sponsored an entire land called Dino Land USA, a land that still exists. Right. But was originally sponsored entirely by McDonald's. It doesn't seem like it fits. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd. Like, you know, Shell sponsors Autopia now, I think. <laughs> That's right? why I was like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, dinosaurs ate McDonald's. You guys just I guess. Oh, yeah. keep up. Yeah. yeah, they they had they had signs around the park that that took dinosaurs from the the dinosaur ride. And which at the time was what uh, something to race to extinction. I, I don't I don't hmm. remember the original name, but they, they took dinosaurs from that ride and made puns off of off of them using the McDonald's like shoehorning names of dinosaurs into McDonald's slogans. OK. And uh, it, they, they created a McDonald's um, restaurant called Restaurantosaurus. <laughs> oh, okay. no. I like it. I'm not going to lie. I think it's good. Yeah. Which also still exists and still has kind of the same menu. But at the time, they offered more than McDonald's stuff. They also had a hot dogosaurus. Oh, okay. okay. And a mandarin chicken salad. A saurus. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no, no makes, saurus, huh? That makes nope, sense. No saurus. Um, and they also had a kiosk called Petra Fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's sold. That one's products. my favorite. Actually, oh, yeah. that's pretty good. That's, that's the best that is one. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like the mandarin chicken salad one better. <laughs> so after McDonald's started up in Walt Disney World, they came for Disneyland. Conestoga fries. So talking about things that replaced other things. 
um, the Conestoga Fries cart replaced the entrance to the Conestoga wagons attraction hmm. at early Disneyland. So in the same place in Frontierland, it's better known as Westward Ho because that's what was painted on the, the canvas of the Conestoga wagon. Okay. Uh, the signage implies that French fries are a modern invention. So there are signs that are like, eat French fries, try French fries. Uh, and this was, that- uh, sorry, but this was located um, right across from like the entrance to um, Big Thunder Mountain, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, in that area. And it, it, it implies that Mr. McDonald, who has invented these fries, has served 49 people because it, under the like mm-hmm. served portion, he's got like little hash marks. Okay. okay that's and it cute. adds up to 49. Okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah, I got that. That's funny. But the sign also reads great taste celebrated throughout the old West, which is exactly what they called uh, the West in the 1800s. Um, the sign also reads there's gold in them there fries that's too much that's where i draw the line they're golden what do you want where i draw the line okay well how much could you do you think you could get an order of fries for in disneyland good question the late 90s the late 90s i would say one dollar 75 cents three dollars Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. some robbery. How right. many, like, because for in my head, I'm thinking small fries. Are these small fries? Is it the um, red cup? I'm thinking it's a large fry. We're in the supersize me era. This is oh, 1998. Yeah. I feel like I can get a large fry for three bucks now. Yeah. But not I at Disneyland. You're probably right. Yeah. But not at Disneyland. Yes. Right. Apparently, well, yeah, I guess. Now, the next location you could get fries in Disneyland was the Harbor Galley, which was was given a fresh coat of paint and open, reopened in 1989. And uh, it, the, the location also offered fries and Nescafe lattes and coffee, because who doesn't want a latte and some fries? Instant coffee? Yeah, exactly. The, now, if you look at the current mural on the side of the Harbor Galley that has the fisherman who's standing there, yeah. um, that you, that's the same mural. They just kind of painted over the McDonald's logo on that so wait now this is, <laughs> wow. is this isn't the same spot this is now over by haunted mansion right yeah this okay. is across the rivers of america by haunted mansion that gotcha. area i just gotta and make also, sure i know where i'm at wasn't not to derail this but wasn't nescafe just that powder that you would just scoop into water and like yeah. stir it up and you're like no oh, it's a vanilla latte and it's yep. actually really good it's, it's very super sugary. good but it's, so right. good, but it's not coffee at all <laughs> got but it you can okay. get that and some fries Hell yeah. I, I'm kind of into it. Like I, That's the, my <laughs> high school diet. Yeah, those two things really <laughs> go well together for me. So Yeah, 1998, I think I wouldn't have minded that. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I, I guess I said earlier the, the original attraction opened, or uh, the original Harbor Galley opened in 1989, but it was repainted and Mick Harbored in 2001. <laughs> now, the most ambitious transformation of all, well, well it, or McDonald's of all wasn't a transformation at all. It was a, an original McDonald's included in DCA. Everybody knows and loves it. It's burger invasion. If you recall the early days of Disney California adventure, this, uh, this restaurant was in the corner of paradise pier. It's in the California crazy style. So that means it looks like a giant cheeseburger. That is also a spaceship because it has portholes on it and other things on it. And a, a giant billboard that reads McDonald's, Burger Invasion. 
Okay. <laughs> I love it. And if you're staying in the Paradise Pier Hotel, you can look at the back of it and see it's just a flimsy, flimsy facade like the rest of PCA. Like the rest of us. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Now, at this time, when the park opened, you could get Big Macs. It, this is the most McDonald's stuff you could get in the wow. box. Big Macs, double cheeseburgers, regular cheeseburgers, Happy Meals and McFlurries, apple pies and triple thick milkshakes. So pretty much a mini McDonald's. Triple wow. thick? Well, like milkshakes are thick enough. Sorry. Well, that's yeah. how McDonald's describes them. So triple, take it up with triple thick with is called Dick ice and cream. Mac. Yeah, triple thick is an ice cream bar. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? I kind of bet this did really well because I'm trying to remember and I can't because I was very young. But in the 90s, Disneyland food was theme park food. It's better now. I think they've put a focus on it. But at the time, I would guess that having a Big Mac is going to be better than most things in the park. I wouldn't know. I mean, I wouldn't either. I'm totally guessing. But (laughs) the L.A. Times called Burger Invasion of Value. In an article written around the time of the park's opening, they wow. said that a Big Mac and fries costs four seventy nine in the park, but right across the street, uh, right across Harbor Boulevard, you could get the same for four fifty. So not too much more. Oh. Hmm. That's pretty now, good, yeah. honestly. I, I would have expected a higher markup on that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And they also commented that Don the Beachcomber, which was, of course, a, a restaurant we all know and love from early DCA, uh, in Sold a double cheeseburger and fries with no drink for five seventy nine. Oh, so wow. buck more. Don the Beachcomber is in the Tiki Bar. Don the Beachcomber. Uh, that's what it was named after. But yes, they just sold Wild. crappy. Uh, you know, that's too bad. Where was that? I don't even. Instead. I don't even remember that. Where was that at DCA? I don't know. I've never. Huh. I, I, I never heard remember. of that one. I did not know that that DCA had a Don the Beachcomber. That is that's wild to me. I mean, I do know that they were like selling his name for a little bit, but um, hmm. that's weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like basically him and Trader Vic's are like the two. Actually, I think Vic did Vic learn from the Don. The it's, deba- it's debated. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but they were both, uh, you know, titans of the industry. Right. Of course. Well, speaking of titans. Partnerships between Titans eventually come to an end. And in 2007, Disney and McDonald's parted ways. Their 10-year agreement came to an end. And by the end of 2008, most of the things that weren't completely destroyed had at least their signs removed. Hmm. Some restaurants were destroyed. Some changed. The burger invasion became Paradise Garden Grill, which you can think of in that that corner between what basically, uh, you know, past the, the, the souvenir stand, past the Golden Zephyr, that area there. That's Paradise Garden Grill. Oh, right, right, which, right, right. Yeah, we had we had a meetup after after the Year's Up show, and Jeremy right. bought me a beer. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Jeremy's never bought me a beer. Well, he's bought me a beer, <laughs> and that's where he bought it for me. <laughs> um, the Harbor Galley became uh, the Harbor Galley. Oh. It has the same mural on the side as I <laughs> Okay. But now they sell uh, bread bowls full of soup that you wouldn't think would sell at Disneyland, but totally does. Yep. Uh, Disney World installed two non-inside-the-parks uh, full McDonald's restaurants. One of them has already been removed, and one remains. Hmm. But McDonald's, McDonald's immediately after the partnership ended, licensed Shrek 3 characters for its next Happy oh. Meal release. I'd oh. like to think we did a little better with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But McDisney was over. And who benefited? Us? Disney? McDonald's? Probably those two, because it's capitalism, and that's how these things work. <laughs> and probably not us. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Especially not long term. No, yeah, right. we, got, we got heart disease. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that is the history of McDonald's inside Disney parks. Very good. And Eric, thanks, man. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear what you were, were eating in the past again or something. Yes. Right. Yeah, something like that. All right, Bev, let's talk about attractions that have changed. All right, let's do it. Even though we sort of just did. Well, we, yeah. Was well, that was segue. actually a <laughs> great segue. Yeah. Um, so as we all know, which we talked about this a little bit earlier, but just a brief overview of what we're going to do. We know that it's become a normal thing for Disneyland or just Disney in general to change or update things in the park so often and with such precision that we almost don't remember what they originally were. What I would like to talk with you about today are some of the attractions that have been replaced. And number one, do we remember the original? Have we partaken in the original? And number two, do we prefer the original or do we prefer its updated set of clothes? Okay. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I love it. I will. Right. I will actually do that. Um, so I have a list of five attractions that have been replaced uh, there are a ton, so this might just be a part one to a many-segmented thing. Cool. But let's just start with five today. All right. I love it. Let's do this. So I'm going to start us off with something easy. Number one, the Incredicoaster, or as it was originally known, California Screamin'. That is an easy one. It's an easy. It's a gimme. Yeah, that is a super gimme. The original ride was modeled after the wooden roller coasters of the 1920s, but it was really only... In looks only. The ride itself is nothing like the old seaside wooden coasters you would have found in the early 20th century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't go from zero to 60 in three seconds. <laughs> unless they were, you were plummeting to the ground. The original ride operated from 2001 until 2018 and was only changed due to the retheming of Paradise Pier. As a thrill ride, I think California Screamin' was great. For all intents and purposes, it got the job done. It was fun. There was always a line. So people were into it. But with that being said, I personally prefer the new version hmm. or the new retheming or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, even though the ride is essentially, it's not even essentially, the ride is exactly the same. Like the ride didn't change. Now, rather than just being a wooden roller coaster ride, it sort of tells a story as you're going through it. And it kind of just, it's almost more interactive. And it feels more like a Disneyland ride to me. And that is why I feel that way. Hmm. Eric, how do you feel? Let's talk about your feelings for a second. And you're getting get your fifis. All right. And I'll, I'll just change my voice because we're talking <laughs> about feelings here. Whisper. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. ASMR uh, for feeling. Uh, Jason, turn up the DSer for this portion. Oh, you got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, talk uh, audio really, production to me, daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. We, we did that for half an hour earlier today, <laughs> listeners, behind That's the true. scenes. Yeah. That'll be up on Patreon in four hours. There we go. <laughs> oh, we should have recorded that. It's a oh, conversation man. between two idiots going, I don't know why this happens. <laughs> I think it's broken. I can't sort it. Help. That's worth five bucks a month. I spent so much money on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm so dumb. I can't even figure this dumb thing out. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I agree. Incredicoaster, way better. The story's not... I mean, the story's told through a bunch of static things that don't move. There's a bunch of babies impaled on poles at the end, and the whole thing looks really great at night, and it, I, I swear, I swear it goes faster at night. 
They all do. They all do. By the moon and the stars in the sky, Mm. I go faster. (laughs) Uh, Taryn, what do you think? I have to agree. I don't. You don't have to. I do. I choose to. I don't care about the theming (laughs) of Incredicoaster. I I don't care. I think it's a great ride. I love it. Um, It's very fun. It's also quite long for a roller coaster, and I appreciate that. And while there is generally a line, meaning that it's a good ride, it's also a pretty fast line. So in general, I really like the ride. I do sort of feel like they had to retheme it because it had zero to do with Disney. And so I'm fine with that. And that's cool, but all they did was put some stickers on a thing. It's like it's like when Alice gets a hold of my work notebook and then puts stickers on it, and now it's Coco Melon. And I'm like, well, it's still my work notebook. It just has stickers. Yeah, it's just uh, it's cooler. Yeah, it's just a little bit cooler. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like this. We said this was an easy one, Beth, but it, it's, it's almost a hard one because nothing really changed. Well, right. So I sort of liked the fact that it wasn't necessarily Disney-fied because it fit in with the greater theme of Paradise Pier. Or like these are old-timey things or whatever. Like I, I sort of liked that it was themed to just an age or an era rather than another movie. That being said, I sort of like the changes that were brought in. I think it looks pretty cool. They got a big baby at the end or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's it's fine. But it does and they're trying of, to catch the baby throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, uh, but it, it does, it does kind of take away some of the, um, I don't want to say mystique, but uh, it takes away the Neil Patrick Harris of the original. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it takes away some of the, um, I don't know, uniqueness, I think, about that ride. And sort of like, oh, here's another IP ride. Great. And it almost seems like, but what ride isn't IP? It almost seems well, like yeah, a weird... This, this is going to be an argument that you have a lot yeah, in, well, over the next four questions. Oh, don't worry. The next one, I'll change my mind entirely. Yeah, okay. for sure. Uh, but I feel like... <laughs> I feel like... Um, it sort of was the weakest thing they could have done. It was like, well, let's just... I, I don't know, let's put some stuff here and not worry about it. You know what I mean? It's like, if they're going to retheme it, they should they should do something different. It, was def- it felt like an afterthought a little bit. It, but what can they do? It's a roller coaster. It's a very standard beach style roller coaster you can't really do a whole lot to change it i don't know i'm not an imagineer they're not going to build another loop yeah so i mean i guess what do i like more i'm going to say the uh, first one because uh because because you didn't have to overthink it right okay okay fair fair all right number two the swiss family treehouse or the tarzan treehouse Or, insert name of new treehouse attraction here. So, When are they going to release that information, man? That's just driving me nuts. (laughs) Very brief overview here. The Swiss Family Treehouse opened November 18th, and we're done. November 18th, 1962, and operated as the Swiss Family Treehouse until March of 1999, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, considering that what was the last like Swiss Family Robinson, you know, IP that came out with the 60s or 70s so, of the movie? That was it? The movie came out in 1960. The the treehouse opened 2 years after the movie came out. Yeah. It seems so, blasphemous to change it. It clo- but listen to this. It closed in March of 1999 and then in June of the same year, it reopened as Tarzan's Treehouse. 
So they really just put some lipstick they, on the pig. They yeah. put some stickers in there. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So Tarzan's Treehouse opened, as I said, in June of 1999. In November of 2019, I didn't know this, apparently a wooden plank of the bridge that takes you into the treehouse snapped. And so they had to close the attraction for repairs. And then on September 3rd, 2021, the attraction closed for refurbishment. Forever. Uh, Well, (laughs) demolition of the bridge and entrance to the tree began in April of 2022. The original quote unquote tree is planned to reopen with a new name and theme, but we don't know when. We don't know what. We don't know what. And the entrance is like completely gone. Hmm. So we don't even really know like if it's necessarily (laughs) where I think it'll be there, but I don't know how you're going to get it, Whatever. You're probably going to get in where you got off of the tree. You know, where you where you exit the tree, where mm. like there's like a k- encampment or whatever. So maybe it'll be just like one way in and one way out. I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me because sad, it though. does like that. That center entrance thing was such a freaking traffic causer. Yeah. <laughs> traffic causer. Yep. Thank you. I, I, I do good with words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it was I was sad when they when they pulled that tree, because I always remember that story of uh you know, when they modeled that tree, they tried to make uh, they tried to make it as a knot hole. They tried to make a knot hole on the side. But when yeah. you scaled up the knot hole, it doesn't look like a knot hole anymore. So they formed it to look like Jabba the Hutt. Oh, wait. So that's gone. Yeah, it's all gone. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, it's gone. Jabba the Hutt's gone. The only Star Wars reference in, tomorrow, in Adventureland. Because it's the tree. Because the tree is gone. It was the tree. And then you walk up the ladder for the tree. And then you walk across that rope bridge. to like. So the whole tree is gone. Yeah. Is she gone? Yeah. So is it even going to be a treehouse? Yeah, because the, the, all that stuff is across the the yeah. bridge. Yeah, yeah. Huh. We're just going to get to it differently. So, Weird. Yeah. Wow. As welcome far- to four months ago, Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> as far as my opinion goes, as to which one is better, I don't really have an opinion. As I've mentioned at length on this show. <laughs> I am not that treehouse's demographic. While I have been <laughs> up the treehouse, in the treehouse, however you want to say it, yeah. I honestly cannot bring myself to care which one is better. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Same, I don't care. Because it's hard for me to maneuver through the tree. Mm. I'm tall and broad-shouldered. I'm a hunky boy. And that's literally like a place for kids to go. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like the redwood forest only with less space. So there's just kids running amok and you're like, I don't belong here. Yeah. It's like when <laughs> it's like when you as an adult get on a top bunk and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. What's going <laughs> to happen here? Yeah. How's this going to go? <laughs> but I, you know, I guess I'm going to go back to my original argument of I sort of would prefer the Swiss Family Robinson one because the Tarzan one was stupid. Whack. Yeah. There, there's no. Yes. Whack. Thank you. I guess let's take it back to the 90s uh, or the 80s, I guess. Um, there was no need for it. Just Tarzan. Like, OK, great. But you're, you're right. It sort of was, if I remember correctly, mostly just the same. There's like crockery and stuff moving. And you're like, whatever, dude. I don't know. Hmm. And then they had a fiberglass gorilla at the end. I mean, true. I yeah. will say I, I honestly don't know. I actually like the Tarzan <laughs> one better. Why? Because I'm a huge fan of Tarzan. Like, I really... You're a huge fan of a movie I've never seen you watch. I'm almost... I'm 39 years old. And so, no, I'm not watching Tarzan all the time. And I probably (laughs) haven't seen it since I've known you. So, yes, correct. You're a huge fan of a movie you haven't seen in over 10 years. Yeah. All right. I love it. That happens. 
especially with Disney movies. But I actually really do like Tarzan. I watched it. Um, I remember it was in theaters when I was in high school and my friend group, which of course included boys that I liked. We all just really got into Tarzan and and so it's a movie that stuck with me. And so because of that, I really did prefer the Tarzan one, even though there really wasn't a whole lot to it. But there were some cute things and it had the little teacup that looked like Mrs. Potts. That was always really a little cute. Easter egg. So you're saying, Taryn, mm-hmm. that Michael Eisner was right to release <laughs> to release a new attraction on the same day that a movie that a lot of people didn't see came out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I am. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. My hey. favorite part of Taryn's story is that the fact that she had to point out that she liked boys in her friend group. Lended a lot of a lot of rich tapestry to the story. It does because that's why I liked the movie because they liked the movie. That's how crushes go. Okay. All right. Tell me again why you like Nightmare Before Christmas so much. Because it was great. And? And well, it, I was introduced to it from a female friend who I liked. Uh-huh. But it's not why I like the movie. I know, but it's what got you into it, and it's it, it adds a certain level to it. Same with Tarzan. But I would never tell you. Anyway, I'm just teasing. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> I, I guess I never went Who do you the like? Original. <laughs> yeah. Who is your crush, Eric? Tell us <laughs> Tarzan. Now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, gosh. Oh, no. Uh, Who's Eric crushing on now? (laughs) By the way, this is very Big Brother music. Oh, it is. Anyway, so I have to like pretend I'm in a small box and talking about. (laughs) So um, Michael Eisner and his ideas about synergy are really vibing with me today. So (laughs) he's the biggest threat in this house. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I I never I never uh, walked through the original. And I have gone through Tarzan precisely once and I've been through the uh, Swiss family treehouse in Walt Disney World many, many times. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of lean in that direction because, um, you know, why why not walk through an attraction about a movie that even as a kid, I don't remember seeing more than a couple times. It was one of those Disney things where you're like, oh, OK, all right, um, this is a fun. I, I, sure, it's at Disney World, so it's fun. Yes, it's fun, right? It's fun. Right. We're, yeah. we're having fun. Right. We paid to be here. We're having fun. We're having fun. Right. <laughs> that's that's what I was told. <laughs> I wonder how much of the fun that we have at these parks is tied directly to how much we pay to get in. If we got a free day at Disneyland or Disney World, would we have as much fun? Yes. Yes. We've had oh, free yeah. days and it has been as much fun. I feel like it'd be more fun because you're like, this was free. Yeah, this was mm. free. Okay. All right. Look, man, just a thought experiment. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. This one might be hard. Doubt it. I doubt it. Not for these big brains. <laughs> Number three, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, or Mission Breakout, Guardians that, of the Galaxy. That is hard. That's tough. I haven't been on the f- the ladder, so I can't say. <sighs> you haven't? Have you, have you Taryn? Yes. Okay. I refuse to go on that ride. The ride's too scary for me. Good. It freaks me out. It makes me feel Wiener. weird and gross inside. Huh. I don't like it. All right. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opened in 2004 and operated until 2017. But we all know that it was replaced with Mission Break. I'm uh, sorry. But as we all know, it was replaced with Mission Breakout, which was the first Marvel themed ride and maybe the catalyst for Avengers Campus. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It was probably already in plan and they were like, let's do this first. But I'm sure that if it wasn't successful, they would they would have probably pulled the plug on it. Maybe not. Yeah. M- maybe, yeah. maybe. So this one is actually hard for me because the queue 
for Tower of Terror was amazing. It was aw- it was the best part about the ride. The old dusty Art Deco hotel, in my opinion, it's one of the best queues ever. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to beat, and I don't think they beat that queue with the new queue. Okay. To the supreme Marvel nerd, I think the queue for Guardians is cool, and you'll understand it. However, but if you're not a super fan of Marvel or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, it's confused. The first time I wrote it, I hadn't watched all of the Marvel films, so I didn't understand that I was in, like, the collector's shack or house or whatever it's called. I don't know what it is. But you're like, you're like in his, like, museum. I don't freaking know. But you're, it's like, he's the collector and he's had, like, this really kind of minimal part in the very first movie. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of it. And then you go in and but ugh, the queue, man, the queue for Tower of Terror was so much better. It was beautiful. However, the ride experience is completely different, and they knocked it out of the park. It is Mission Breakout is 10 times better of a ride than Tower of Terror was. The addition of the upbeat Motown music where everybody gets in there and they, you know, they start playing the din, din, din. Uh, Michael, the Jackson 5 songs and mm-hmm. people start clapping and they're all into it. It's a whole vibe. I absolutely like the the newer model, hmm. the newer version. All right. What about you, Eric? Wholeheartedly. Uh, absolutely love the ride better. This is one where I have done the, the old Tower of Terror and Mission Breakout. Absolutely love the ride better. Absolutely love the queue better. Partly, partly because. Wait, which one? Current. Oh, uh, you, like the, you like the new queue more. Yes. Okay. I like the new queue more. I like the new ride more. Uh, the, uh, I mean, I was there the first year that that Tower of Terror opened at MGM Studios, and that queue that that queue is even the queue is is longer. It's the same vibe that you that you all treasure the, the Disneylanders treasure because yes, it's it's dusty and it's old and it's Art Deco, and that it, it was a great experience. But then the ride said. All right, here you are. Oh, we dropped you. Okay, the ride's <laughs> over. Bye. Please get out. And Mission Breakout has taken things and put out all of these extra, like, Marvel cues for people who are really nerd, like, super nerds, like uh, like RGH is saying he is. And if you're in the queue if and the queue is operating not ridiculously fast, you can watch a nice video that even includes Stan Lee. And if you're remotely into the movies, you at least kind of get an idea of what's going on. There's a great animatronic who tells you what's happening. The ride goes up and down a whole bunch of times. The movement is constant and it's fantastic. And uh, that's not my background, no. Is no, that is Beverly, one hundred thousand percent. That is me, and somebody's gonna get murdered. And Dan wants me to talk about the Kirby Crackle, which is just—it's a great reference to. to Jack Kirby and his his tendency to draw spacey figures who would have their arms out like this and have little balls of of like black light shooting out from them and wavy wavy lines around them and that's kind of the vibe you get with the modern Guardian stuff. There's lots of it, it's colorful. It it's it's like Guardians it, Guardians two really capitalized on this as far as the movies are concerned. There's there's color. There is this vibrancy and movement that you don't see in old cartoon or uh, comic movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ride captures all of that. It's it's fun. It moves around a bunch. And even though one of the characters on the ride tells you they didn't do anything, which is true, it's still a lot of fun. Okay. You just sat in a box and you moved up and down. And Drax tells you, why are we telling? Why are we thanking them? They didn't do anything. That's true. <laughs> but uh, we were there to watch it yeah. happen. And it was great. What about you, Terry? I'm so conflicted about this one. Um, 
It is very hard. And I think everything you guys have said is 100% true. I agree with all of it. I think there was nothing wrong with the original ride. I think it was a great ride. It was fun. It was scary. It was creepy. It's all the things that I love. I hated the actual ride. Um, I hate the drop, but I always wanted to go on it for the queue. But also there is that weird adrenaline rush that like, oh, my God, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. OK, that was kind of fun. But I have to say the old one was a scary ride. The new one is a fun ride. And the music changed the whole world. I don't care about the queue for for the new one. I don't care. But the music that's played during the ride just it makes it a completely different ride for me. I actually enjoy it. I would, And it's go- not always the same song. Yes. You never really know what you're going to get. And it makes me forget that it's just dropping. Like, it's not nearly as scary of a ride in this version. And it's it's got to be all in my brain because it's obviously the same ride. But I do enjoy the actual ride much, much more now. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't been on it, but I can't imagine that it's any better. I think uh, the Tower of Terror, I, got, I don't like the fact that they changed it because it's old Hollywood and it fits in with the Hollywood Studios sort of area that they got going on. But then they repurposed it and they, they absorbed the uh, Tower of Terror into Marvel Land now. And it just sort of doesn't make sense. And it's sort of useless and pointless. And it's like, I don't know, the uh, uh, Tower of Terror sort of reminded me of Haunted Mansion, which I absolutely love. And it's the same sort of vibe, and I'm sad that that vibe is gone. It was such a good vibe, but I, I haven't ridden the new one, so I can't say. Fair. Okay, I yeah. guess. Yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Go ahead, Beverly. <laughs> Number four, the submarine voyage versus Finding Nemo, which oh. I don't think it's just called Finding Nemo. I think it might just be like, so I didn't care enough to like look up the, the real name. <laughs> yeah, it's like Nemo's, you know, freaking I, whatever. Right. Nemo submarine voyage. I think it might be Finding Nemo submarine. Like, I think I actually only typed that out and I was like, oh, because it's the same thing. And then I forgot. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We all know what I'm talking about. The submarine voyage was one of Disneyland's oldest attractions. It originally took guests on a submarine that goes on a journey underwater to the North Pole to see mermaids, who at one point were real women swimming in mermaid tails. That's right. And then they got sunstroke and had to leave, (laughs) which I find very funny. The Lost Continent of Atlantis and more. The submarine voyage was in operation from 1959 to 1998. It was then closed and announced that it would be returning by 2003 with a new theme. This did not happen. (laughs) Uh, from what I found, the submarine didn't actually reopen until 2007, hmm. and that was when it was defiled by all of the Finding Nemo IP that was shoved into it. Uh, that might be a little bit of a glimpse into my opinion on this ride. <laughs> I've actually only ever ridden the Finding Nemo version of this ride once. That was enough. <laughs> I did watch a ride-through of the original because I also never rode that. And I will say that while I get once again... I am not the target demographic for either one of these rides. I don't like small spaces. It stresses me. Like, I actually, the first time I rode it, I actually thought I was legitimately underwater. Like, I wasn't paying attention to the fact that, like, the top of the boat's actually just out of water. Mm. You're not you're not actually submerged. But I was, like, freaking out inside. I was like, oh, oh we're going to die. Like, I was legit. <laughs> I was legitimately afraid. I was legitimately, like, I think I have to, I think, I don't think I can ride this. Wow. But that's just a little glimpse into my brain. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the target demographic, but I prefer the original. I don't really know how to describe it because the thing that I hate the most about the ride, which is uh, being underwater is the thing that the original did so much better. 
Mm. Um, well, I, I watched both ride throughs because I needed a refresher course on Nemo. The original really was so much more immersive to me. It really did make you feel at least via the video I watched, like you were underwater the whole time. Like you were really going, it was a deep dive there. Now, while watching the Finding Nemo version, it is so bright and neon that you can look up and the, the water is so clear. Like it doesn't have that like murky underwater thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where it's so clear that you can just look out of the window and see the surface of the water at all times. Mm. I think that as far as if you're, if you're trying to create an experience and trying to be immersive, I think that the original did better. No, but again, I submersive hot garbage. The, um, the ride through, was it the, the, the new one where they just revamped it? Is that even open yet? I don't even really know. It is open, but no, this uh, this was not the new one. Okay, no, it was an older one. It Fair. just re- it just reopened like two weeks ago or something. Okay, you're talking old new, old new. old new, yeah, not new new. Which I'm surprised these Disney vloggers got to get on this. Nobody wants to go on that ride. Right. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Jared, Nobody wants what do you to think? sit in a tube. Yeah. I, you go first. I am um, totally biased on this one because my grandfather lent his voice to the original um, voiceover for the ride. That's so right. I'm always going to choose the original. Not that I even really knew my grandfather. Met him a couple times. But still, that's always going to be my choice. I'm going to say the original, too, because it's sort of one of those original stories that we always complain about that Disney doesn't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's just now here's finding emo. You're like, oh, okay, so let's ruin a story. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, again, I know why they do these things. IP, they got to reinforce the story. They got to get you to watch the movie, then come to the park. They remember how cute the movie was, then love to watch the movie again and whatever. Buy all the merch. Yeah, but I want original, interesting content. I don't want, oh, they made Flounder look real. That's cool, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Flounder. And, and, you know, and they, that's, the, that's the wrong. <laughs> It is? Yeah, that's that's in Little Mermaid. Oh, he's there too. It's fine. <laughs> who's the Oh Nemo. Nemo would be the Okay. Right. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Look, I have I have too much more important stuff to keep in my brain. Yeah. Too much more important stuff. Too much, yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Um <laughs> and it, it, sort of also the way they 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 kind of treat these old rides when they when they do revamp them or whatever like the the sea monster at the end of the original, they just bricked up they just stuccoed over it <laughs> yeah so, so the, sad. it's still in the ride we just don't see it anymore it's and just it's like, like let me out yeah it's like <laughs> han solo and carbonara <laughs> frozen in carbonara i yeah. love carbonara i know so anyway good. i prefer the original because uh whatever eric again i haven't ridden on the original original although i did go on Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea at walt disney world which had a very similar vibe. The subs looked different. They didn't look like actual nuclear subs. They looked like fantasy subs from like the Nautilus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the Nautilus. Mm-hmm. But I was fantasy. I, Bev, I was also completely convinced by everything in there. The the squid arms moving slightly moving. I'm like, whoa, we're yeah. getting attacked. Of course. The, the whole thing was amazing. And I got off that ride every time thinking, how did they do this? <laughs> And uh, I mean, I I give props to uh, the Steve Zissou uh, subs that we have now at Disneyland and the little (laughs) Nemo projections are kind of clever. The movie in there. But the story is like, oh, no, we lost Nemo again. Again. Yeah. I kind of don't care anymore. Right. It's also the same exact story at um, the seas with Nemo and friends in Epcot. Literally the same the same thing. We lost Nemo again. So that kid just keeps going places. Yeah. I mean, at some point he's got to learn. 
And I feel like most of the parents who would go on that ride are the same way with their kids. Like, well, look, you hurt yourself once, you'll learn again. You'll learn. I'm not going to help you again. <laughs> not Nemo. <laughs> yeah. No, not Nemo. His dad's a helicopter guy. Show. Yeah. All right, Bev, what's your last one? All right. Last one. And I, I will be shocked if any of us have actually ever ridden the original. Oh. Well, prepare to be shocked. Superstar Limo. Or Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. I never Mm -hmm. rode Superstar Limo, but Terrence did a thing on it, right? I think so. Wasn't that a Terrence thing? I believe he did. Yeah. All right. So, brief overview here. The Superstar Limo was originally... So, this is a little bit of backstory. The Superstar Limo was originally supposed to send guests on a paparazzi chase through Hollywood as though they themselves were the celebrities being chased. Of course. However... After the death of Princess Diana, somebody came to the conclusion that that might not age well. So that idea was scrapped and the entire ride was changed to instead be a tour to see some of Hollywood's celebrities. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. Okay. So after only being in operation for less than one year, the Superstar Limo closed. It was replaced in 2005 with Mike and Sully. And this ride is basically just a brief run through of the movie. Like there's, it pretty much just follows the same storyline of the film and just shows different clips from the movie, like the sushi thing. But I'm pretty sure, I think we're all going to be unanimous here. It kind of goes without saying that even though like, I think the thing with that Terrence showed is that it's really just, they just put like all of the animatronics are the same. So if you look at like a side by side of the limo ride versus, did you Mike just call and them manimatronics? Because Maybe. if you did, that's amazing. <laughs> and that's a good word. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But they're the same. They just put different faces on them. Man, so I love didn't... these manimatronics. <laughs> Shut up! They didn't change anything. They just put new faces on existing manimatronics. <laughs> um, but I think it does go without saying that uh, that was the right move here because. Nobody cares about driving. Like, it's like taking one of those Hollywood Hills tours. Yeah. And this house with the giant gate is where Tom Cruise lived four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did anybody ride Superstar Limo? I never did, Eric. No. No. Yeah. No, nobody did. I think it was, you know, it was a long time ago. I love Monsters, Inc. Uh, Terrence always says that they're going to get rid of it. He does always say that. Marvel Land, and I'm like, bro, they're never going to get rid of it. That ride rules too hard. It's cute. I'm not even that big of a fan of the movie. The movie's cool, but like the ride is just, it's, they've sort of distilled the cute moments of that movie into the ride pretty well. They've recapped the movie pretty well. It looks great. And um, yeah, it's cool. The the queue is cool, even though it's sort of minimalist or whatever. It's like the monsters, you know, posters, and it's very Monsteropolis focused. I like it when they do that. It's very immersive in that regard. Um, I love it. I agree with you on all levels, except I thought they just recently closed it. What? No. I thought I remember seeing that they closed it. Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe Terrence is haunting me. I don't know. It's got to be a refurb, right? I mean, nothing major. I haven't heard anything about anything. What kind of refurb are they going to do that ride? This is from Disney Dining, so who knows? But Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue at Disney California Adventure Park will be closed beginning August 15th. At the time, the closure is indefinite, and Disney has not shared when the ride will reopen. So it's the same language they used with Pirates, where where 
you know, certain websites said, well, now Pirates is going to become a new uh, Moana adventure because they said it's indefinite. Well, see, and then you just look down below. Google is your friend, everybody. Uh, from Disneyland.disney.go.com. You know, <laughs> synopsis. Whatever. Dot, whatever. Monster, and it's just even in the the summary in the the Google you know results page. Monsters Inc. Mike and Solo to the Rescue will be closed for refurbishment from August fifteenth to September second. Okay. So I don't know where uh, Disney dining gets indefinitely when the parks literally are like the second of September. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of weeks, people. We got yeah. we got to paint. Yeah. Um, they got Roz. They got a dust. They got a dust. Yeah, I don't we got to put a new coat of slime on Roz. What if Terrence is right? Terrence isn't right. What are they Terrence s- isn't even here. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. get an opinion anymore. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. What is he going to do? That's true. Email in in four years? Just kidding. <laughs> That's the five we have for tonight. All I right. actually had a really, really good time doing this, and I would like to do I, I think we'll do it again. I love five, it. That was five fun. new ones. Sounds good to me. Has anybody in the chat ridden? Sorry, I'm going to. Just jump on you. Has Good. anybody in the chat ridden the superstar limo? Dan garbage. Has. Dan has, and he and uh, of course Dan has. But you don't know if Dan is even telling say, the truth or not. Who knows? But Dan he could does, be lying. He does say monsters wins by several miles. Of course, okay. Of course, it does. Right. I mean, I've seen a video ride through of superstar limo, and it's oh, like I watched it today. It was awful, very bad. It was something. Oh, yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks terrible. It looks the only like, reason I would want to ride it is be, just to experience it once. It's <laughs> right. same. Yeah. Absolutely same. It's a it, pain parade. It's like the it's like the metaphor for DCA when it first opened. It was just it's stand up cardboard people like it's, it's just ba- just bad. Yeah, we it's, it's not the perfect. embodiment of cringe. Yeah. Yes, it's not perfect, but we did it. <laughs> it happened, guys. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. We opened the place. Right. Guys. Congrats. <laughs> Uh, now everyone retires. All right, we're gonna Drinks take a, on me. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're gonna do a little bit of Disney news. Stay with us. Ears Up Podcast or something. I don't know. Some clever thing. And now back to the show that ignites your dream wish of imaginations and magical color wonderment of forever. Ears Up. All right. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. Got some Disney news here to cover. And um, I think we should, you know, jump into that now. And uh, look, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, and I want to I want to hit up here. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the ears up Disney news. All right. Got a new setup here, so this is me a little uh, <laughs> a little interesting to talk and do do this at the same time. But we're gonna give it a shot, everybody. So we already had the breaking news that uh, Mike and Sully's uh, Monsters, Inc. are going to be reopening September 2nd. All right. No other Disney blog site apparently has that. So we it's broke a, it. We broke it, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how we did it. We're Woodward and Bernstein of the Disney world. We just Googled. It's fun. <laughs> um, there's a big kerfuffle going on with Disneyland Magic Key Pass holders and my personal hero, Bob Chapek. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he made, they, Disney made a, 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 a faux pas. They, they, they said a thing, a phrase that has people just chomping at the bit to, to be mad online. Okay. That's all any Disney fan wants these days. Yeah, that's myself included. Yeah, just be mad, <laughs> just to be upset on Main Street. But everyone's we go. upset and they just need a reason to be. That's so. true. Uh, the Walt Disney Company had their th- Q3 shareholder call on August 8th. During the call, it was mentioned that there were financial gains made in theme parks. 
they saw a, quote, increase in average per capita ticket revenue, which is likely due to the Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upcharges. However, they claimed that the positives were, quote, partially offset by an unfavorable attendance mix at Disneyland Resort. (gasps) Many feel that they mean the Magic Key Pass holders because it was in regards to per capita ticket revenue. Mm-hmm. Magic key holders don't buy individual tickets. The fact that they haven't allowed Magic key pass holders a chance to renew yet is also concerning to many. Those that bought their passes early would have their year run out at the end of August. So there's a couple things going on there. Mm-hmm. One, they're not letting anybody renew. Two, people are saying um, unfavorable attendance mix at Disneyland yeah, Resort means too many, pa- too many pass holders. Ah. How is that even possible? Like, getting a reservation is like pulling teeth. That's fair. (laughs) I don't even understand what what they're talking about. What would be a favorable mix, I guess, is... Well, right. But also, I think it needs to be clarified what they mean. What is an unfavorable mix? An unfavorable mix with regards to what? There's no information there. People are just jumping on it going, well, they must mean me because I'm special at all times. Everything that's ever been said is taught. They're talking about me. They're subtweeting me right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, magic key holders feel personally attacked by the comments. And this author says, and I can understand why this ranks up there with the CFO, Christine McCarthy, saying that smaller portion sizes to offset costs, which is probably good for some people's waistlines. No, it's not. No, that because was really that was a, that was a direct <laughs> comment that had a proper subject. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And at a proper target. Yeah, that was we're going to give you less because you fat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is just unfavorable mix. I mean, it probably means magic key people, but also maybe not. We don't know what that means. Nobody clarified. So and um, what, what magic? And, and honestly, yeah, there are many levels to magic key holders what magic key are you talking about you're talking about your socal annual uh, magic key holders because i would i would be inclined to agree with that sure well and (laughs) they've capped the magic key like being able to even um reserve yeah or buy them so like they're already making i don't know i feel like they're already skewing those numbers so if it's unfavorable then just skew it more. I mean, there, there's a way to fix this if it's if that's really the problems. And it, it's it makes me feel like maybe that's not actually what they're saying. I don't know, but I don't I I don't know what else they would be saying. Yeah, it's weird. So then uh, later on in the article, they have uh, a bunch of you know uh, you know clips from uh, Twitter and and Instagram and whatever. Um, some lady came his own says no longer magic key. We are now the unfavorables. And it's like, shut up, dude, whatever. <laughs> um, Susan Smith says Disney might also note declining magic quote unquote at the parks with staff only partially trained before being shoved out into their jobs, which is true. Uh, I was speaking with someone uh, from, from another Disney park who was like, yeah, their level of training is sort of like lower because they're desperate for people and they sort of just, you just, you go out and that's you do ev- stuff. That's every industry across the yeah. world right now. Yeah. You tried to go to a restaurant recently? No. <laughs> you want to be crazy? <laughs> I know. Um, also, Magic Key holders stamp up dining reservations and merch instantly. So, doubt that excuse. So, and what that tells just hoard them and drop them. That doesn't make sense because that yeah. means we're spending money. That means that, and that exactly. is true because I'm going at the end of this month and I have a reservation. I have four reservations. I'm like, drop some dollars. Maybe the unfavorable is that it's, it's, I, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, Dennis Escobedo says, every time we go to Disneyland as an annual pass Magic Key member, we spend dollar signs on parking, meals, drinks, and snacks. Without us, Disneyland could not bounce back from the pandemic or even survive. That's a fact. So this is like the key, like this is this is the the embodiment of what the stereotype of a magic key holder is or <laughs> yeah. an annual pass holder is like you wouldn't survive without us. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yep. Good job. That's what you think. And that's cool. I'm going to just go ahead and say we wouldn't need a reservation system without key holders. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Katie Bear 13 says, wow, everyone, I'm really fed up with the way we were treated at the call yesterday. I'm going to cut up my magic key. Oh, no, wait, you're not. We never got physical passes. Well, she got on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just yeah. so weird, dude. <laughs> and also, you are going to show up for your reservation tomorrow. So shut up. <laughs> and so what this, a douche. So. <laughs> At Disney Adult says, perhaps the unfavorable attendance mix is not magic key tickets, but the types of magic keys. And I think that's what Bev was saying. Saturdays seem to be the lightest attended days because lower keys are blocked out. They need to unblock more dates. I don't know, do they've they? They've never unblocked more. They've always had. That's the only reason. It, the, the times I've had an annual pass as a person who doesn't live in California, I buy the top level of pass because I don't know when I'm going to be able to have time to get to California and go to the parks. And I don't want to be blocked out and have to buy park tickets. Right. So I buy yeah, the that'd be level. annoying. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I imagine some of you are the same because you don't live within a few miles of the parks. You live on no. the other side of the country. Technically. I mean, California is <laughs> big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Man. That's right. Uh, Matthew R says, I'm at such a low point right now. I don't even care if Disney lets me renew my magic key or not. I'm tired. You you wouldn't I'm, be typing that if you didn't care. I'm, right. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm done. No, you're not. Yeah. You're just waiting for that email. Thumbs up, buddy. Thumb is up. And then our friend How uh How Bowers uh go oh. away green. I believe he was on the show years ago, right? Many, many years ago. Yeah. Um he does a lot of Disney merch and he he's already has an unfavorable mixed t shirt out. So check that out, and uh, which is definitely what uh, what Hal likes to do. So, yeah, there you go. Unfavorable uh, mix. And it's like people are very, very in their fifis. And I don't understand why it, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I'm a negative person. Maybe it's the Zoloft, but I wouldn't I wouldn't Im- immediately go. They're talking about me. They don't want me at the parks. I don't know and what unf- to do with myself. Nothing about that statement was the clientele was unfavorable. I think from that perspective, it's all about money. It is unfavorable for them monetarily. Right. They're personalizing it. And again, (laughs) we've said this a thousand times, like you want to fix the crowding problem. You want to fix the like people who show up and don't buy things. Get rid of the SoCal pass. Yep. And if you really want to go hard, get rid of the payment plan. Yeah. That made Ooh. it so easy for people to hundred percent. We would have never gotten them as much as many times as we did without that. I I screwed up and I had to pay for like I did it online and I like clicked something wrong and I ended up paying for ours, mine and Abby's up front and I have not felt pain like that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was unprepared for that. I was like, oh my god. But yeah. Here's an article about how uh, the Magic Keys may not be coming back anytime soon. Expectations were high for Walt Disney investors heading into Wednesday afternoon's earnings call. 
The company delivered, posting better-than-expected results on both ends of the income statement. The shining star in the report was once again the entertainment behemoth's domestic theme parks business. Disneyland and Disney World combined to bring in $5.4 billion in revenue for Disney's fiscal third quarter. That is just third quarter revenue. $5.4 billion. Up more than double. Up 104% what the resorts rang up a year previous. Segment operating income of $1.7 billion continues the record pace of the high-margin recovery at Disney's gated attractions. Well, if you read Twitter, that, uh, you know, $4 billion difference is key holders. Hmm. Um, it's great news for Disney shareholders, but the same can't be said about annual pass holders hoping for a return to the way things used to be at the parks that they grew up at. Disney's killing it now and making it happen with park reservation requirements, premium-priced access to expedited queues, Higher prices on just about everything, and uh, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, why did this just go away? It really, it literally, just went away. The entire article just went away. Cool happened. Dang. It's like so many ads, and like you, you like close these ads while you're reading, and then the whole article fades out. And it's like, dude, Aww. can you just not? But anyway, that's the gist of the article. Is that like there's so many people paying to be in the parks? Maybe they don't need the annual the the um, annual passes, the magic keys. Mm. So maybe that's why people haven't. It's you know they're up. Some of them are. They're starting to expire in late August. It's already August 11th. Yeah, you're asking a lot of people for to sure. Just if like you, commit and within the next two months, to. dude. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? And usually they like didn't they do like if you renew you got like a discount, a discount. Or something. Yeah, I don't see that happening. They used to, remember when when we first started, they gave us a discount and then they would give us a voucher. Yeah. But every time we got the voucher, it was like we were I think we were renewing around my birthday in November. If anybody wants to give me anything, that's fine. DM me and I'll give you my address. Just saying. Um, But it was like the voucher would end in like December of that year. So we would still get the current year's voucher, but we weren't going until like January or February. So like the voucher we would get was like 50 bucks off merch. But we could never use it. Like we never used the voucher because it would just it would expire the same year. It was stupid. Mm. I don't yeah, remember that. Should part be like it. from oh, date from the date. Yeah, I know, right? Or just uh, whatever. It was dumb. Um, well, but- consider consider that it, like thinking back on that that increase where people are talking about how much more money the parks are making. Disneyland reopened at the beginning of May, twenty twenty one. Disney Disney operates on a their fiscal year starts in October if I'm not mistaken. So like quarter 3 in 2021 there were months that Disneyland wasn't open. Right. Yeah, but that's not a comparison at yeah. all. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. I mean it, yeah, I guess you can only it, it, yeah, I mean I guess it just highlights how you you compare it to get that 104% uptick to sort of explain like how explosive people are about spending money at the parks. Yeah. But yeah, it's not an apples to apples comparison for sure. Right. I don't mind because my stock is suddenly worth something again. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely dude. Um, and this is from the Disney company. Just I don't know, sort of reiterating third quarter and nine month earnings for fiscal 2022 revenues for the quarter and nine months grew 26 and 28% respectively diluted earnings per share from continuing operations for the quarter increased to 77 cents, excluding certain items, uh, you know, whatever. This is from uh, Bob Chapek, my personal close friend. 
We had an excellent quarter with our world-class creative and business teams powering outstanding performance at our domestic theme parks, big increases in live sports viewership, and significant subscriber growth at our streaming services. With 14.4 million Disney Plus subscribers added in the fiscal third quarter. Wow. 14 million in the third quarter. What did they release that... I don't know. Uh, Light Didn't they move into India or something at that time? They did oh, move maybe. into India Talking recently. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, we now have tw- uh, 221 million total subscriptions across our streaming offerings. Holy crap. We continue to transform entertainment as we near our second century with compelling new story tip that ever. <laughs> Who cares? Now they've got a chart here. I like charts, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Anyway, interesting stuff, man. Disney making money. They're not hurting. That is for sure. Speaking of not hurting, Disney plans on raising streaming prices after services post big operating loss, apparently. Just Googled that. (laughs) Of course they are. Uh, Disney unveiled a new pricing structure that incorporates an advertised support, uh, advertising supported Disney Plus as part of an effort to make its streaming business profitable. So on the one hand, we have 221 million subscribers, and then you're telling me that it's not profitable? I mean, that was across all three streaming services, so maybe Hulu is more profitable than Disney+, Plus, but maybe this is specifically with Disney+. Plus. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Starting December 8th in the U.S., Disney+, Plus with commercials, will be $7.99 per month, currently the price of Disney+, Plus without ads. The price of ad-free Disney+, Plus will rise 38%, to ten ninety nine, a $3 a month increase. I personally don't think that that's worth it. No. Well, I mean, we don't really watch much Disney plus anyways, but $11 a month for Disney plus. Are you kidding me? Because the content that I've seen on Disney plus, I'm not, I don't really like, I don't really enjoy it. Like I didn't really like Kenobi. I didn't really like the Mandalorian, but wouldn't you feel left out having not seen it? I mean, I guess I have to see it for for the show because I have to have dumb opinions on it. I mean, anybody, are you expensing this? Of course, yeah. Good, but like, I mean, you can like add, you can you can mad lib it and just like assume an adjective of you know negativity that I'm going to have on any <laughs> sort of Disney Plus thing. I just I, I I don't know that I would feel left out because I've been sort of so disappointed with the we content that that's one been. Show. What one with show? With the um the girl. Oh, Miss Marvel. Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but still, it doesn't matter. $11 a month for, you know, the last... I, I just don't... I don't think it's worth it personally, but I don't think uh, a lot of stuff is worth the price that, that it is. You yes, know, whatever. All right. I don't pay for my Disney Plus. It's a friend's, but it's seven ninety nine a month, right? Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's pretend what's 221 million times $7.99. Well, that's U.S. It's $1,765,790,000. A month. <laughs> well, U.S. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're charging. What, what, do, you, what do you mean, uh, U.S.? That's also across all streaming platforms. So they're not all the same price. So some like we have the Disney Plus bundle. So we get ESPN Plus and Hulu. I don't know how prices are going to affect that. I'm going to finish the article and see. But like that's just if you did just Disney Plus, that's how much you would charge. You would you would be charged. And but consider yeah, how much some of these shows cost. The money that they're apparently that they're rumored to be putting into the Star Wars shows, they're putting in like a movie's budget per episode. 
That's crazy. Which is it's, insane. It's in- enormous. Yeah. Which they should stop and because it's not helping because they suck. They're terrible. I feel like they <laughs> think they think putting that much money in it is going to make it better. But I feel like they I don't know. I feel like they they've got their bills and they're just kind of making it rain on the actors. Making it rain on Star Wars. The price of Hulu without ads will rise by two dollars a month from twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. Effective August tenth, with Hulu ads will go up by one dollar a month to seven ninety nine. Which I've also noticed recently. I don't know if you guys noticed this too. Amazon Prime Video has ads for some content. Like they have like segmented content where it's like you can watch this for free, but it has ads. I, that's not the bill of goods I was sold. There was no choice for that. What happened? What is happening to streaming where now it's like it was it was the way to free yourself from commercials and free yourself from ads. And suddenly someone decided to let's make much more money on this than we could normally. And no one's going to do anything about it. But I don't I, like I think that that though what they're saying is they're just creating they're they're letting themselves off of that liability because if you're going to stream live TV through their service, you're going to see ads and they're making it so you can't sue them by by making that statement. Why That's would you sue them for not seeing ads? Because they're telling you you're paying for ad free and then you see an ad when you're watching Oh, I'm not even. TV. I'm not talking about live TV. I'm talking about like we were watching Bosch. You know, they have a whole like free V segment now where it's like you can watch Bosch uh, Legacy, which is not very good, but it's still watchable. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I love Bosch, but the, the oh, uh, yeah. but it's like it's still on Amazon Prime, but there were still there were just ads inserted into the thing. It wasn't live. But does Amazon say that there's it's ad free? I thought they did, but in my mind, that was the point of subscribing to lot to to streaming services. That there's no commercials, and now well, yeah, mm-hmm. at least there's an option. I don't know. I just I I find I, it weird. I uh, do. I agree, and I but I think this is just the adaptation of people are yeah. are not having cable anymore. This is the new cable. You have to have ads because what are all of the companies going to do? <laughs> I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like uh, I just yeah. I guess I don't really care too much about it. And and I you know the the problem is. You're raising the prices. So ESPN is going uh, to $9.99 a month. Everything under the, under the Disney streaming sphere is increasing. And then you can have ad supported, which is what you pay. It's like kind of like FastPass, where it's like, well, you used to get it, used to get this for this for free. Now you're getting this, where it's like, well, the price that you're paying now, you can keep it there, but you, we're going to serve you a ton of ads. And so I was telling you the other day, what I think they're doing is they want people to go to the ad serve, the ad serviced uh, tiers. Because they make more money, I would imagine, on the ad-served segments. So they don't want you to pay for no yeah. ads. Yeah. They don't want that because they don't make as much money. Mm-hmm. It upsets me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a no ads kind of girl. I'll pay that extra $2. Same. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Here it's we go. so annoying. Uh, the price- family and broadcast TV, I should probably ask them what the, the current situation is regarding ads and revenue oh i would love to talk to them about that'd that. be that's interesting crazy. yeah absolutely yeah. uh the price increases reflect the growing operations loss for disney streaming services disney plus hulu and espn plus combined to lose 1.1 billion dollar in the fiscal third quarter 300 million more than the average analyst estimate reflecting the higher cost of content on the services the increased operating loss occurred even while disney added about 15 million new disney plus subscribers in the quarter about 5 million more than analysts estimated. I heard they even added more subscribers than Netflix did. Hmm. Wow. And it's like, Netflix dying. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, at some point you got to go like, are you spending too much money on this content? Like, 
you added 15 million new subscribers in one quarter and you're still at an operating loss of a billion dollars. Yeah, you're spending too much you're money. You're spending too much money and you're yeah. doing something wrong. Like it's not our fault. It's your fault. <laughs> right. But also, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have all of the back catalog of Disney movies and now Disney adjacent. So, you know, Fox Everything. and whatever, yeah. right? You can put all that on there and not even produce any new content. Let's and not produce okay. as much new content. You're going to be fine. You don't need to raise our prices. But Agreed. Disney has previously stated its plans to lose money on Disney Plus until 2024. This is not going away. They are going That's to lose more money. They make too much money. We're going to lose money on this for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right. That's enough. Uh, that's enough money talk. Disney. I got two more stories. Disney D23 Expo full schedule sets up big reveals oh. for Marvel, Lucasfilm and more, 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 more. Uh, September 8th is this year's Disney Plus Day. One day later, the 2022 Disney 23 Expo officially begins. This year, there are a lot of big announcements and reveals coming to the Expo, and they just released the complete panel schedule. So fans can have some kind of idea as to what's ahead. Now, if you remember the last couple shows ago, Jeremy and I have a $100 bet. Yes. That uh, at D23, they are going to announce the People Movers Return to Disneyland. That's the rumor I disagree. Jeremy says it's going to happen. We have $100 riding on this. So I was with Jeremy until you read that first line of that article, and all they mentioned was Marvel and something else. And they did not mention <laughs> Big Park. Well, that's why I'm reading it. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, as usual, the biggest panel takes place on Saturday during D23. On September 10th, producers and filmmakers from Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Studios We'll be taking the stage at 10 a.m. to discuss the big movies set to arrive in the coming years. The panels will also include looks at upcoming Pixar projects, the Zootopia Plus TV series. Oh. Okay, we need that. And the Santa Clauses. <laughs> oh. With Tim yeah. Allen? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Sure. Um, so I'll just go through a couple things. Uh, fr- on Friday at 10.30 a.m., there's a Disney Legends Award ceremony uh, featuring Disney CEO Bob Chapek. I can only imagine he's the Disney legend that they're, uh, <laughs> they're going to have on the... <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, they just um, honor visionaries and artists and, you know, whatever. It, apparently, it's like their little Hall of Fame or whatever. Okay. Um, let's see. 10.45, The Simpsons. A chat with the cast and creatives of this iconic show. Marvel Draw Lives, you can step-by-step tutorial, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Saturday, Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Studios celebrate talent and surprise guests will join representatives on stage in Hall D23 to showcase theatrical and Disney Plus titles. Do behind-the-scenes stuff, all that kind of nonsense. A behind-the-peak curtain at Walt Disney Imagineering Illusions and Special Effects Development Lab. It's at 10 a.m. There's some National Geographic stuff that I'm sure no one really cares um, a 40 years of Tron sounds interesting or whatever. I wish they would live stream this, mm-hmm. you know, charge us a little bit less live stream it. I'd pay to w- watch a live stream. Yeah. I would too. Absolutely. Totally. I yeah. hate conventions. So <laughs> I, me too. It's like concerts for me. I will forever stream uh, concerts. We were watching uh, Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Every time Ween, uh, my, one of my favorite bands, the entire universe. Every year they do like a three day live stream of their show, their entire show. Yeah. I pay the all three days and Past, I watch all three days. For sure. Past the age of thirty two, it is so much more fun to watch a concert on from your from your couch. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, anyway, a lot I of stuff. That. A lot of stuff going on, of course, in Kanto, uh, Dancing with the Stars, the Proud Family. A lot of stuff happening, but yeah, nothing about the parks. So uh, it'll be interesting to collect my hundred dollars from Jeremy. They have to it's, give park announcements. They have to yeah, say they something. They, they they have they know they have to. They yeah. have to at least say Do what's they? going on with the with the treehouse. Like there are things that they're going to announce, and I am still hoping that's one of them. Again, do they? We're in the contract. Like, We're finally going to tear this crap down. <laughs> That'll be their announcement. New Starbucks. Yeah. In Tomorrowland. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, dude. Who cares? Um, I don't know if I want to do this. This is the, the last one is how to take the best photos at Walt Disney World. According to the cast members, I thought it might be funny to like, oh, you have to literally create an account. Mm. To even oh god, I, I can't never mind. Like I'm not gonna do it anymore. Who cares? Like also just stop for a second and then take the picture. Like that's the advice. Don't just like take it. That's all. I mean, Please. look, dude. Uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? And Who turn cares? on portrait mode. That's yeah. it. And then you're gonna have yep. your picture's gonna look great. What more do you want? Face blur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn on full face face be- Face blur and uh, portrait mode, and you've got a, a perfect painting of yourself. Yeah, that's what you do, man. <laughs> In form of a photo. Ba- basically, all you do is you go to uh, crayon dot a <laughs> crayon dot com. That's C R A I Y O N or whatever, and then you put yourself, you put your name, and then you put at Disneyland in front of the Matterhorn, and Which have Bob AI Chapek. draw it for you. Oh Lord, it's pretty do good that. at Bob Chapek. Hmm. What's that? It's pretty good at Bob Chapek. So, so you, put in <laughs> what Jason do you mean? with Bob Chapek by the Matterhorn. It, 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 yeah, there's a whole uh, there's a whole Insta account. Um, AI Bob <laughs> Chapek doing things. This is a real thing. It's Are a real thing, and I love this guy this this person's account. Um, that yeah, they what is it called? AI Bob Chapek doing things <laughs> on Instagram. On Instagram. And it's uh, so I haven't I mean, I messed around with like the AI stuff a little bit. Um, there's a couple good ones out there. Are, are, are they are they high quality? Or it's, maybe that wouldn't be the joke. I'm pretty sure it's from it's from crayon. It's, it's <laughs> the same sort of thing, because it, it for whatever reason, the the algorithm gets pretty good at Bob Chake. Chapek's general shape because he's just <laughs> generally man, like he's like shaped man in a suit. Yeah, he's a side of roast beef. What yeah. the hell is this? <laughs> oh, good, you found it. What is it, Bev? Describe it. Describe one of them for me, please. Oh, for my the listeners, God. tell us about. I it. haven't pulled it up yet. Yeah, but it, this 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 Insta person is is one of our fans. Okay, okay. Wow. all right. Tell us all about right. it. Shouts Bev. out. Shouts out. <laughs> So are there captions? Is Bob there like Chape- there's no captions? Oh, Bob Chapek is in a suit and it looks like he might be standing next to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a fan fiction. Account. OK, there's no there's no there's nothing like it's just like esoteric there, Bob Chapek drawn by AI. Uh, no, there, there's there may be some he's doing British Bake Off. Look, that's, that's, oh, that's that doesn't show up well. Freddie Mercury. Oh does, I mean, is that Freddie Mercury? I mean, it kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. Is that what that is? British Bake Off? It's it's the British Bake Off guy. Dude, I, I love. Br- I don't watch the show um, enough to know. Noel Fielding. 
The guy who wears the shirts? Yeah. I the love shirts. Noel okay. Fielding. We, yes. We're a, a big British Bake Off household. Yes. He's the best ever. He's the best host. And you know what? I'll be honest and with you. And he's friends with Bob Chapek. Apparently. So that's good. We've <laughs> we've watched now three different versions of the Great British Bake Off things. They have a Canada one and um, the Junior one and they have Australia one. Or Noel's just the best. He's the best at it. Are these all supposed to be? I mean, I understand like there's Bob Chapek with the person, but then when there's just like singular shots, is that that's just that's Bob Chapek eating this eating churros? Churro? <laughs> churros? It's a giant, like a python-sized churro. <laughs> so you said there were captions. What, read, read, read the thing. Just it one thing, like and then we'll uh, we'll get out victim. of here. <laughs> Oh, no. the, the churro one is a it, it, here you won't you can't see it well because yeah once light, again we but, can't see it again. right <laughs> but yeah and, yeah whatever but can you uh, see it on the, mine no vaguely yeah a little bit what's sure. what's up with his fingers the caption is what am i gonna do leave disneyland oh at disneyland without absolutely housing several churros <laughs> absolutely housing oh Psych, that is bud. Try some new style of rose on these mean streets of Disneyland. This is the oh, one God. I thought was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's some My version life. of Noel Fielding for sure. Yeah, it looks like the Bob, the, the thing that's supposed to be Bob Chapek looks like that, um, that elderly lady who tried to, um, you know, retouch the portrait of Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. God bless the internet, man. I tell you, sometimes, sometimes the internet comes through. Most of the time, it's just a sewer and nobody should be on <laughs> except to listen to this show and maybe a couple other shows like Supreme Resort. But 100% sometimes, sometimes it, the internet blesses us with, with good natured humor like that. Since this is AI, like, is this, is this our future? Maybe. I don't know. There's a big debate right now about like who owns the copyright to art, to AI mm. art. Let's see. If, if so, this this is art. This is AI Bob Chapek oh with angel wings. Is he an angel? Oh, yes, Lord. he's an angel. <laughs> Actually, that one doesn't like his face doesn't look. It's not too bad. It's not bad. Wow, the, that's a that's a good one. The, the caption is: "I can be your angle or your Denville." <laughs> Let me know. Okay, I'm sorry, but does anybody else get sloth vibes? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe he's making Rocky Road. Oh, God. This, this is amazing. Yeah, AI's <laughs> weird, man. And there's like a couple hyper-realistic ones, too, but they're only like Discord only. I try to join one to like, I'm super curious about it. But it's like, you gotta go through a whole thing. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But AI art is... Um, the water skiing one. How do you AI water ski? I don't understand. Computers are weird, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! His arm. By the way, this man's arm it has like four elbows on it. Look at his leg. What is happening? Oh god! All right, wait. What's AI underscore JPEG doing things? Yeah, it's AI underscore JPEG. If I just did, I just did AI Bob JPEG, and it came up. Okay. Oh wow! All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Hot off. Oh my god! The internet. Get a headache just like Bev has by oh, by looking Lord. at AI art of everyone's favorite CEO, <laughs> Bob Chapek. All right, we're going to get out of here, I think. What do you think of that? Uh, sure, right. why not? All right. Good job, everybody. Thank you very much, Eric, for taking us through the history of uh, Burger King in uh, Knott's Berry Farm. And Bev, uh, for talking about the restrooms that need more toilet paper or something like that. I tuned out halfway <laughs> through the show. I don't really remember. 
Thanks. Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right. In uh, I see next week, Jeremy and I are going to be doing a, uh, a live in depth. That's going to be fun. We'll talk about Jeremy's trip to Greece, to my motherland, and he met all of my family, and they kidnapped him and shaved his head. <laughs> They should. They're making, they're making a wig out of his hair. They're going to send it to me. Yep. Yeah, because they love me so much. And they know about me. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Um, and then after that, we have another Ears Up show. I don't know what's going on. So there's a couple shows going on. I know um, Bantha Milk Boys just released a show. I think Supreme Resort. Or was it Scraping the Vault, Eric? I forget. Which are the ones? Uh, the Dinner Plates. We both had episodes. Oh, Dinner Place Space was Place uh, or TSR, yeah. TSR, Supreme okay. Resort. So yeah. Supreme Resort just released a show. Scraping the Ball has. We got a bunch of shows coming out. So, you know, check that out, too, very much, please. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>